Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. To not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. I'm looking for the V for Velas thing. What the hell happened to it? <laughs> oh, there it is. intro we do it live here folks we do it live <laughs> we'll do it live i'll do it live <laughs> folks we have velas here he is the deep the 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 he is he does stuff he does stuff <laughs> he is not only the pontiff's pontiff of the church of the trash panda he's not only the pontiff's pontiff but he's also the dark raven of the deep state you could find him lurking in the Rogue News Discord. In order to get into the Discord, just go to roguenews.com. There's a big banner there that says join the Discord. You click it and you go there. It's just that simple. Roguenews.com. We are everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. Bag of chips. Yep, yep, yep. Every single podcasting. Heck, we're even on Spotify. You can't escape us, and that's no lie. And also check out our paid sponsors, algofactory.tech, algofactory.tech. Awesome, awesome clinics put on Monday through Friday with my main man, Algo Cowboy, and myself. 
We're both there showing you the way, my friend. Showing you the way. We are the Frodo Baggins and the Samwise Gamgee that will, te- that will take you to the trading promised land, algofactory.tech. With that being said, Velas, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I, I can't complain. I mean, I could complain, but who's going to listen? Yes, we uh, we here at Rogue News are the are the uh, low co- low cost, high quality option in commentary and input yes. on the world in which you live. This is a low budget operation with an emphasis on low budgets. <laughs> Sometimes V forgets he unmuted himself. Yeah, I know. I'll, know. I'll start like like the the show with Tom Luongo where I'm talking into the into the mic for 13, 14 seconds, and no silence coming out. Why? Because I have it on mute. It's a thing I do, folks. But that's part of what makes us charming and endearing. But what I love also is the fact that uh, I'm texting you while you're doing that to say, hey, dude, you're muted. And everyone in the comment section is saying, hey, dude, you're muted. But do I look at any of those things? No, of course not. (laughs) I just appreciate all of you in the audience that are trying to help us keep the show on the air. So with that, let's uh, let's get it on. We got uh, we got a lot going on. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you out there in Cyberland, and thank you for joining us today. We, as V was saying, we're on many uh, on many platforms, and I'm happy to see that we're still on YouTube this week. <laughs> yes. So let's they, start they here. Just for a Matthew Eric video because we were spreading harmful conspiracy theories. Wow. I love it when a man of that level of intellect is that dangerous. But anyway, and the title was the the or, the origins of the deep state, and they, they hit us well, for conspiracy theory strength. That's how we're there. You are anyway. It is what it is. But <laughs> so that's a lot of investigations. Uh, keep in mind, everybody, there are reasons why you keep hearing stories about things like the Justice Department knew about Hunter Biden during the Obama administration, or. Uh, This week's big one, the FBI closed investigations into Hillary Clinton on four occasions. Uh, The first thing to remember is is there are similar stories and similar blackmail about the Bush family and John McCain as well. Uh, It's the blackmail process of blackmail for blackmail and pay pay to play. Uh, All these federal agencies collect garbage on each other for later use. Now, the spin in all of this is is that, well, this is all happening because these agencies are protecting people and it's a Democrat Party plot. Uh, just a reminder, uh, there are no political parties in this country. There are things right. that look like political parties, but there is no Democratic Party and there is no Republican Party. Now, there are good people who self-identify as part of those political organizations and they're trying to do the right thing. And most of them are at the state level politically, not national. So keep in mind the backstory of why suddenly we're hearing the FBI being for hire to various interests to set people up. The founder of the FBI built that agency on blackmail and was himself blackmailed by the mafia. Like life, though, it's not black and white. There are and have been hardworking people in that agency trying to do the right thing. And I can also say this about the FDA and the CDC, because I did work with the CDC for a few years. Um, There were hardworking people in both of those agencies before the resignations caused by that thing. Uh, Back in 2019, any politician in the public eye who was bought and paid for many times over Uh, And you have to remember that certain parties needed the ultimate fall guy in the White House and Joe Biden was it. How do you keep him loyal? Well, you leverage his drug addict son against him. I've seen it in other families, including high net worth families. Uh, Why would it be any different with the Biden syndicate up there in Delaware? I'm willing to bet real money there are members of the Biden family who've sold out other members of the Biden family. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
the only reason <laughs> the only reason why you hear this stuff is what is why is what Gus referenced the, uh, last week, where he said powerful people are reminding you uh, that they can get away with this stuff. Legal victory. Uh, a listener to our show won a major legal victory for their family this week. Uh, mm. I'm not going to name them out of respect for their privacy. Uh, I'm always happy to hear the work we do here at Rogue has had a positive uh, impact on people's lives, even if it's just moral support, and to help people get through the, the world we're in. Uh, to that person, I'm glad to hear your family can get on with your lives now that a particular chapter uh, is over for you. Sudan tourism, just a reminder, the situation on the ground in Sudan is still north of hell. Uh, but when the United States <laughs> slightly north of hell, <laughs> slightly north of hell, just the outer suburbs. Uh, but when the United States and Russia are both fighting over it and using proxies to do so, you can understand why information about the current situation is non-existent. In case anyone wanted to know, though, Sudan is a crapshoot right now, and God only knows when things will stabilize. Uh, but don't think because the media is quiet, the situation is resolved. Uh, pardon the sarcasm, but given conflicts in the Sudan, the Ural Mountains, Armenia and Azerbaijan, and everyone's favorite mercenary destination, Ukraine, there's a lot of money floating around right now in the world of freelance soldiers. Plus, if you're good at clandestine cargo delivery, I know some people in Argentina and Taiwan who are having a everything-must-go sale in their native countries at the moment. The Matrix. A lot of chatter out there of late that I've been noticing in the alternative space and people's comments in response to articles and postings uh, leads me to something. Whether it is the elusive definition around who or what constitutes the deep state or the globalists or the Davos crowd or heck the old standby, the Illuminati, I think a bigger takeaway is in order. It goes to something I said early on in my time here on Rogue News. When something as big as global economic reset is at stake and trillions of dollars are involved, you don't need to associate with people who own private jets to be aware something weird is going on. Said another way, we're seeing the great Oz peeking out from behind the curtain again. One of the bigger items who's been getting a lot of play in alternative circles is folks revisiting the Pentagon attacks on 9-11. Before I go there, let me say emphatically, we could do a show a day for a month about that topic and only scratch the surface. I also know many of you in, your, in our audience have a view on this topic or views. My purpose in bringing this up is solely at a high level today, and there's a lot of deserved emotion on that topic. What I will say is recently on several forums, comments were made on the revised idea. Some kind of drone that had an aircraft-like shape to it was what hit the building. My point is, whether it's the Kennedy assassination, the real reasons for Nixon's resignation, Ronald Reagan's near assassination, or events like 9-11 and the list goes on, even folks who want to believe in some kind of conspiracy will often stop and say, but something this big, how could you pull that off? This is a rather simplistic answer, and I include myself when I say many of us have lived with the idea there is some kind of presence out there of powerful people pursuing their own interests against the global system. What we're starting to realize is the entire global system is in and of itself a global fraud. The whole thing is rigged from top to bottom. The difference is we're now finally able to see much more of the whole rabbit hole. For many people, they just can't handle that. Call it the red and blue pill conflict from the matrix, call it being unplugged, call it what you will. Many people simply cannot stop taking the heroin. They're too addicted. And I literally believe if you proved to them what was going on, they'd have a nervous breakdown or worse. In answer to how can potential conspiracies like the ones I mentioned be achieved without detection, because simply put, it isn't a conspiracy. It's just the machine operating the way it always has. 
there are always people willing to carry out events like this because there always have been. I met people in Washington, D.C. in the defense sectors who are willing to do horrible things because they're in the horrible things business. How many times did ancient Rome burn to the ground and be blamed on some innocent group? Because the real purpose was to clear out parts of the city and start over. The only way to do it was an unexplained citywide fire blamed on others. Tom Luongo in the Situation Report. Uh, this was mentioned by Algo and V yesterday. Tom had a killer program on Rogue News Tuesday of this week. If you haven't had a chance, please check it out. I've been looking at some of the, the numbers of viewership and and. Tom, Tom is pushing numbers I haven't seen uh, from some of our programs in quite a while on any on any of our, our uh, platforms. Yep. I'll uh, paraphrase something Tom tends to say or alludes to that we've been kind of remiss uh, in noting on our work here at Rogue. I'm aware many times people want the kind of predictive information Catherine Austin Fitz or others provide, essentially saying things to the effect that, well, in the next 12 months, this will occur. There are several challenges with that. My thanks to Tom for saying the following, and I'll say it even more bluntly. Because of current global stakes right now and the number of elites involved, you have to view anything that's going on as the following. All predictions are based on today. And like any situation dealing with a lot of people, whether corporations, government, or even academia, the minute folks see the current state of things, they're going to try and turn those events to their advantage. As a result, all predictions or guidance about upcoming events is based on current time. By next month or even next week, that will probably change slightly or even a great deal. This therefore also raises something I know folks find challenging, the amount of time it takes to stay current. Life choices you have and have been making the last month may need some tweaking this month due to those very changes. It's the meaning behind the old military saying about keep your swivel on. The enemy was over there yesterday. Today they're in a different location. It's why our rogue news program and various hosts, along with, quite frankly, Mike Moore, True Pundit, The Amazing Polly, and all the folks I normally mention, are trying to remain current. You may have to be very selective in the content you're viewing these days, but that doesn't change the fact that what we're living through is immense. They're reordering the entire planet on a level we haven't seen since the mid-1940s. It's oh, not yeah. 1974 out there, and it's chaotic and fluid. Satellite phones, I know a number of you are aware of this one. Uh, some of you also may have seen the Discord post I put out on, on Monday about the 50 U.S. senators being issued satellite phones as part of emergency planning. There's been a lot of chatter about that, and I have my own perspective. The language around the decision was to sustain communication during natural or man-made disasters impairing national communications. You can read into that what you will. First, yes, I know a number of you might say, well, Vellis, they're always running drills and handing out equipment like this to national leaders. And yes, you're absolutely correct. However, remember, I was a management consultant to Homeland Security when they stood up the, the agency. I have worked at FEMA's headquarters for a time, and I do know my way around the continuity planning universe. It's several pieces of this that are capturing my attention, not the least of which is both the timing and the fact the equipment like this could have been issued some time ago. Second, if they issued satellite phones to 50 key senators, and let's remember we have 100 of those, then they've already done the same thing for other high-ranking U.S. government officials. Third, okay, you have a satellite phone, but if the national network is knocked out in a quote-unquote emergency... Who exactly are you calling? <laughs> right, we'll have satellite phones, and uh, nobody's going to take out our satellites, fellas. We know what we're doing. I've got a satellite phone, but no one's calling me. Uh, is this clickbait? Uh, fourth, is this just another fat government contract to make certain parties fat? 
simply put, there's a lot here, folks, and not all of it makes sense, at least the way it was described. This much is true. Whether a power grid failure, aliens on the White House lawn, food shortages, or major internet outages, something somewhere is going to occur. Have your living space prepared appropriately, including the usuals that we've raised here on Rogue and others in the alternative space have been talking about, whether it's the right level of food. You're not trying to get by on three years, but but maybe 45 days or so. Uh, some of those large external battery units who are pre-charged uh, for home cell phones. I've got a couple of them here in the house. Some good LED flashlights and the laundry list goes on. I don't know that the excuse of why something might happen matters, like Ukraine-related. It's just a matter of when. And uh, another example of why the foreign press is important, uh, guess what the Canadian press was talking about on Wednesday? Uh, nothing important, just the fact that the five eyes of the intelligence community, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and Britain, issued a joint statement of, and I quote, Chinese state actors are attacking the infrastructure of the United States. Hmm. Does that mean New Palestine, Ohio, or just cyber? Inquiring minds want to know. We're being set up. Twelve guys sitting around a table. Speaking of elites sitting around tables, I'm cautious about anyone with a heavy media presence and following. Algo was kind enough to reference that comment of mine yesterday. If you have that kind of presence in the media, you're beholden to someone. There are a multitude of examples I could provide of statements about things like that, one of which is the old standby of, if you're good at something, why are you giving it away for free on TV? What are you, a Boy Scout? That said, Whitney Webb was on Patrick Bet David recently, and he got her to start identifying specific people and players rather than the vague statements about, quote-unquote, there are parties behind that person who want this outcome. When pressed, she identified the Crown family, who's had a controlling interest in general dynamics for decades. I'll admit that was a new one for me. I know General Dynamics intimately as a defense contractor, but I didn't know about the Crown family relationship. These folks have blood on their hands in several global hotspots. If you want to know more about that topic, visit the website Behind Enemy Lines and look up the piece on the Crown family. Likewise, Behind Enemy Lines is also a good website um, uh, to keep among the various tools that you have to conduct research. And that would be HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash behind-enemy-lines.org forward slash crown. Uh, also during that interview that Whitney had with Patrick Beth David, she rattled off a ton of other families uh, in that May 18th interview. So you may want to check that out. Head fake. Just a reminder, if you think the story in the news about Jeff Epstein potentially blackmailing Bill Gates over Gates sleeping with a 20-something Russian bridge player was, was the purpose behind that story, this is your head fake warning. That's a distraction from something worse. Remember what I've said many times on the show, that this is as old as modern media. Really bad stuff about a person is about to come out, so they drop a story that's bad. Not really bad, but bad to distract the public. The more enterprising among you could perhaps investigate her, the bridge card competitions where she used to compete, who else was attending those at the same time, mm -hmm. charities who were involved, etc. Equally, remember, they set up this narrative when he and his wife got a divorce. That also was a distraction from something worse. Mike Moore and your options. Speaking of exploring your options in life, I have to hand it to Mike Moore over at True Pundit once again. Mike consumed an entire show this week with a GoPro stuck on a shopping cart and took his viewers on a tour of his local restaurant supply warehouse. <laughs> We've mentioned this option ourselves. If you're able to buy in bulk, these places are great. Um, remember, you don't need to buy in bulk individually. You can leverage friends or family and spread around the savings. 
Mike went aisle by aisle and demonstrated the brands and scale of what you can buy at these places. Uh, by the way, it's not like it was all industrial butter and eggs. These places do have some high quality products as, uh, as well. Also, speaking of Mike, he played an amusing clip recently and had an interesting prediction. The clip was of a financial seminar where a woman was arguing with a financial panel about not investing in property near water due to global warming and rising seas. <laughs> One of the financial advisors, who was a guy easily in his mid-70s, said, and I quote, I've been in this industry my whole life. I know every provision and covenant banks will stick in financial documents to protect themselves. These people know risk on levels you can't even imagine. Nowhere, not once, in current financial documents for investments in Florida or along coastal regions is their language about how rising waters will nullify your investment and the banks aren't liable as a result. The banks know this is all bullshit or else they wouldn't invest in it, unquote. Mike's prediction is not exactly something we've not heard before. He's provided a narrative behind it, and I find it rather believable, and it is a pattern. He laid out on a, one of his special hotwire uh, programs a number of historical charts and so on, showing in the past when global markets reach a point of impasse that something's going to happen. For that matter, the economy of a, of a high-ranking country hits the skids. Hmm, I wonder who that is. The only way to reset things that big is war. Many have said this kind of thing for decades. I remember my Eastern European relatives literally saying this sort of thing whenever the economy would get bad in the United States or globally. Words to the effect of some of them saying, you know, they're going to start a war to reset everything. And other relatives saying, no, I disagree. It's still not bad enough yet. When I was a kid, I didn't understand what Eastern European definitions of bad enough meant. I sure as heck do now. Why does this matter? Two reasons. And more lays out, this is also an opportunity to think in terms of if that were to happen. There's a ton of ways to look out for yourself and your family or even make money. I would remind you all of V and Algo's current work in that regard here on Rogue. Moore is now dedicating time in his research for future programs to help people with such strategies. Case in point, his recent tour of the restaurant supply company. The second item is perspective. To paraphrase the famous Ross Perot, when you hear the mullahs of Iran are cutting off the hands of infidels, that's a story on the nightly news. When you're walking the streets of Tehran trying to get your people out of the country, that'll make your fingers tingle. Well, our fingers better be tingling because we're living this stuff. Billionaires are not going to lose money even if we're losing money. And I know that sounds like a line... Uh, what do you call it, out of margin call the movie. We can lose money. They will not. Uh, if they know or want a global war, they're already preparing to profit from it. Now, what kind of war, how pay- pervasive will the conflict be? Will it affect you in your daily life? Who knows? We know they wanted a war with Iran under Trump, and he wouldn't go for it. For that matter, they tried a more direct U.S. involvement in Syria, and we wouldn't go for it. We're essentially at war with Russia right now via the conflict in Ukraine. You may have noticed some train derailments in the United States recently and explosive chemicals have gone missing, but that's not enough. They need something bigger. One of the few options out there is a large war with China, unless some ambiguous boogeyman should suddenly appear like Al-Qaeda. Or for that matter, say it with me, folks, you know exactly where I'm going. Aliens landing on the White House friggin' lawn. By the way, I did post an article this morning on Discord about aliens. Um, I have visions sometimes of being confronted by government agents working on behalf of the globalists, taking me somewhere and sitting me down under a bright light bulb and yelling at me to the effect, would you stop talking about the damn aliens, Velas? Every time you bring that up, we can't use it for another six months. A tool for predicting where the balkanized safe areas will be in the United States. So how will you know where the safe areas are, the areas within the balkanized parts of the United States in the future? Lately, I've noticed several stories about new fiber optic builds across the United States. 
In fact, I have one taking place right where I live, and Google, I believe right now, along with Warren Buffett, are funding a statewide build across Florida. Let me take you back in time a little bit. When I was working in the telecom industry in the 1990s, there was a lot of fiber optic builds going across the United States. This was due to the massive growth of telecommunication services, growth of the internet, etc. Fiber optic is a very powerful way to deliver high-speed communications to end users at business offices. Old-style copper cable just cannot deliver the same speeds, much less the depth of the data going across that line. Some of you live in areas who now have fiber optic built right into your backyard. Some of you may recall more than 10 years ago, there was a big focus on how Google was going to turn a whole metro area into a fiber optic connected town. Ironically, I think that took place in Iowa. So pulling the story together, where are people working from right now? Well, they're working from home, not from offices. Secondly, they're going to live in safe areas. Thirdly, we have states like Maine and South Dakota and others who are encouraging people via things, even including tax breaks, to come live there. Also, what have I told you recently about areas where high net worth folks have been popping up? For instance, Pierre, South Dakota has a massive level of fiber optic built through that state, as does northern Michigan around the Boyne Mountain area, the ski hills there in the north. In conclusion, I know I often say follow the money, as do many others. Well, follow the money and where it's investing across American fiber optic builds. If there's new fiber or more fiber being dropped in a particular geographic area of the United States, chances are, for lack of a better way of saying it, that would be a safe zone. Interesting. Do we have Indeed. a? Do you have like a map or anything on that? Or uh, I do. Take a look at. Uh, I'd have to go. I'd have to go dig through my files. Um, I used to have the hard. So where do you maps. think? Where do you think most of the fiber is being dropped? I see a lot of it happening in the Midwest. Uh, where else? Well, there's like I said, there's the big fiber build that's going on right now that yeah, that, uh, Buffett and Google are. I mean, from Florida from end to end. Um, the Midwest, there's areas of the Midwest from, from I'd say, central Indiana through southern Ohio into western Pennsylvania. I know there's a lot of builds taking place. Same thing in Louisville and uh, Lexington areas of Kentucky. Sure. Uh, Tennessee, especially when Nissan moved into Nashville, uh, there was yeah. a lot of build, build out there. Uh, northern Alabama, simply because of the, of the importance of Marshall uh, and uh, Redstone Arsenal in that part of the state. Uh, but, you know, for instance, the fiber that was built across South Dakota, a uh, small bit of history here, uh, that, strangely enough, folks, was built in the early 90s due to the credit card industry. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason is, is that uh, I forgot how exactly this came about, but South Dakota back in the early 90s, they passed a law uh, or, or a, a statewide initiative that encouraged credit card companies to locate their call centers there. Uh, the state had a lot of folks that during the winters and so on either aren't working or or their spouses are, are working in, in uh, ranches and things. And so they had these big call centers. If you drive through the state, even some parts of Iowa, you can see these big buildings sitting up on, on hills and things. And so they ran all this high-speed fiber through the state, both to encourage that industry, but also to better connect, much like the railroads, uh, the East Coast and the West Coast uh connectivity plus then the other thing that isn't as widely talked about is is those builds were also performed uh there's another way to say it as part of national continuity planning uh for continuity of government or, or cog so mm -hmm. what i've noticed of late in my own travels is places that are popular uh with certain folks uh but have become more so the the one that really blew my mind though was northern michigan I mean, because you drive through the Detroit area and similar, and it, it looks like Lebanon in 82. But you start getting into northern <laughs> Michigan. Yeah. And you, yeah. you come into these ski hills that I used to go to as a kid. And Palatial. Indeed. And Palatial. 
it's Range Rovers everywhere. It's yeah. uh, loads of money, and folks are moving. You know, I asked some bartenders I was I was hanging out with while I was up there, and I said, you know, I know in South Dakota for about six to eight months out of the year, you got some high net worth folks that are are literally camped out at these big resort. I I use the word resort loosely. It's it's concrete hard points where folks have these million dollar RVs and stuff parked. They just fly in on their jets, but then they they live out of these RVs while they're up there, and they just like the outdoors and stuff. But as soon as the weather turns bad, they're out of there. Um, the folks who have been moving into northern Michigan, and there are a lot, they mm. are a lot doing this. Uh, they're there year-round. And the comment that was made was, number one, they've got the vehicles to handle the weather, and number two, it's places folks wouldn't normally think like, geez, why would you want to get out of there? Uh, they've got a lot of people moving out, out of Colorado uh, into northern Michigan. Now, I know a lot of folks might raise an eyebrow at that and say, well, but Colorado's got a fairly healthy economy and this, that, and the other. Yeah, but at the same time, I remember how we all reacted when Gus said he was moving out of Nevada. I mean, it's like, geez, Gus, how could you possibly say that Nevada is going to swing hard left? I mean, what are the odds of that? Well, Gus was right. So... And there's a number of, of high net worth people out of out of California, obviously, in Texas, uh, who are getting getting out of those states and moving moving to other pockets. But you know, we've we've covered this on the show before. There's Idaho and Utah; um, those are other places that have had large large build outs. Uh, Idaho, for years, has been. I knew that from some work I did with Ferrari. Um, Idaho has always been kind of a, a spot for high net worth people to go when they want to get away from it all. Pat Sajak used to used to uh, live out in Utah or Idaho, I'm sorry. Uh, a couple other high profile people uh, lived lived out there and had places out there because they could they could maintain a lower a lower profile living out there. It's a great it's a good state because there's so much you can hide among the potatoes. That's that's why. Mm-hmm. You can. You can um Get out before the weather changes. Uh, relating to the fiber optic topic uh, is another indicator. Now I got to cover this in two parts, so just kind of bear with me because I got to kind of build a baseline here before I get to the end part of this. From a multitude of sources, including folks in our lovely rogue audience, I can confirm several things. Manufacturers, for the last two or more years, they've been very risk averse about buying physical assets or spending money. They're moderately okay spending money on maintenance or sustainability activity, but that's it. But you start talking about salaries and equipment, and the answer is heck no. I'm witnessing this both in my own work as well as firms where I've got folks on the ground feeding me data. Plus, we know that this pattern occurred before in 2001 and 2008. A specific manufacturing example is on Friday, May 12th, CNBC had an article about Toyota's planning and marketing. Toyota recently announced relative to their pickup truck line, they're adding features and packages to existing vehicles already sold or new trucks. But coming up with new cars and trucks is too much of an investment. That's not a standalone strategy. Many industries continue to be very frugal with their spending. Remember what Gus was saying on his program this Wednesday as well. Two years ago, folks were making money in his line of work, and now things are unusually inactive and quiet. There has to be a reason. Gus was talking about people he knows working as recruiters and and in the field of logistics who are in a very low period of activity right now. I know I've seen similar with my clients across the entire portfolio. The medical community also has several pain points right now. First, many in the medical community went into drug addiction withdrawal when the COVID money ran out. Major medical organizations have had some, dare I use the word, scandals of late. 
They may not be all that publicly discussed in business articles, but I assure you they've occurred and are occurring. I have personal knowledge of medical groups where CEOs and others have been shown the door. They're shown the door when boards of directors and others realized how much of an inappropriate money-making scheme these medical leaders were running. Lawyers, forensics accountants, and others are very busy right now in the medical world getting to the bottom of what would possibly call corruption. Much like the manufacturing sector, no one can squeeze out any further cost, nor can they grow their revenues when everyone is cutting back. Another big item, and my thanks to a special someone in our audience, medical firms are selling patient data who's a clear HIPAA violation as well as policy violation. So what in God's name would compel them to do that? Well, I'll get into that in a moment when I talk about executive behavior. But they need revenue even if they have to break the law to get it. The mining industry and commodities producers are something we've covered a lot on Rogue. We have several South American commodity producers whose governments are under extreme pressure or who have been outright overthrown. In the case of the latter, we have Chile, Peru, an attempted overthrow in Bolivia, Argentina's in play, and there's a standoff in Brazil, and the list goes on. Not to make this an entirely South American problem, there's chatter, including Zero Hedge, who's covered this week, that after years of effort, it appears to be succeeding in turning South Africa into a failed state. What is South Africa's biggest export? Well, among them, natural resources, including gold, platinum, and diamonds. You have to remember, not all diamonds are jewelry grade. Many are used in industrial cutting. A couple of South American countries have also stated recently they're nationalizing their commodities exports. That's code for we're going to cut off the supply, who also means prices are going to go up now that certain parties have sufficient stockpiles so that they can make a killing in the market. Wokeism in corporate America is kind of going back and forth right now. Many corporations are eliminating managers and executives responsible for making sure they're adhering to ESG goals. That means standing up to BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street advisors, among others. Something would have to be pretty darn important to make boards and senior leaders beholden to those interests stand up to them. Of a few options, their own personal interest is why, and I'll explain that in a moment. Another major bellwether data point, information technology security. You may see a ton of industry data about growth in that sector and a huge demand for people attempting to receive IT security certifications and similar. I would advise you to look deeper. Yes, there's truth to that. and There is a ton of lip service, but remember, there was a ton of lip service to ESG until self-interest kicked in. Never mind Budweiser and Target and others for the moment. I'm drowning in data from several sources, including a number of you in our audience, indicating firms are slashing IT security budgets and personnel. Again, security uh, breaches can get senior executives, even if you're not directly related to the IT department, in a lot of trouble. So why would these people do that? Again, it's self-interest. They hope to be gone before the audit of the breach finds them legally at fault. Beyond those points is the economic data from Tom Luongo, Gerald Salente, V, and others about the banks are drying up credit wherever they can. They've gone massively risk-averse. We also have the little item of LIBOR getting sunsetted on June 24th and replaced with SOFOR. Remember, the switch to SOFOR will have ramifications for how debt is evaluated among banks. Please give V's comments a listen toward the end of yesterday's program where they'll go on that topic. Now that we have that baseline, let's talk about executive behavior and why this matters. First, remember how these folks think and operate in corporate structures. For instance, remember what I said about Mark Hurd about two weeks ago on that program when I was referencing his time at Oracle and NCR. He had a team of Nazgul making sure no one said anything about the brand that was him without his approval. He's not alone in that. Nearly anyone in the C-suite or the C-level executives, much less vice presidents, they also operate the same way. 
Second, I've known many professionals who made a job move into a director or VP role from one company to another, and they left within six months. Why would they do that? They've had their own calculations or models on whether their current performance will hit their targets and their bonus structure. If after six months that doesn't look good, they're out. They're self-interested actors. Third, I've referenced Mark Cuban's famous statement about anyone at the corporate C-level is fixated on what he calls the number. If you've achieved a C-level role, you're now able to hit a dollar figure that if you achieve it, you'll be able to retire at your current lifestyle, if not better. Cuban's point about the number is, is your chief financial officer might achieve their goals to hit their financial number at a corporation, but that could create risk or problems for the CEO, the chief operating officer, or another C-level person at the same firm. This creates a lot of conflict in the long term. The solution, therefore, is an ever-growing fixation on short-term thinking for many reasons beyond what I just said. Over time, many corporations and even medium-sized ones have leaders who are obsessed increasingly with short-term returns. There are countless data points in various industries indicating the degree of issues these executives have to fix. These industries and the companies in them have problems. We have scandals and major problems being prevented from making it to the public domain unless you have the right resources to know about them. These are problems who require long-term thinking, long-term commitments, and hard decisions needed to be made. Everything I just said means senior leaders will lose money if they do the right thing, so they're looking out for themselves. In conclusion on my line about get out before the weather changes, you need to keep an eye on moves by senior executives, switching roles to another company, working on boards or foundations rather than working as a senior leader at a firm or the big one, what we saw right before the last U.S. presidential election, a host of senior executives all bail at the same time in the same month. They all have similar sources of information. If they're willing to cash out from the roulette table who is corporate America, there has to be a hell of a reason because they just left money on the table. So in order to to monitor these things, there's a website we've covered here on Rogue before, which is Resignation Info, uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.resignation.info forward slash list. Uh, I'll post all these websites on the Discord channel. Last item, the Memorial Day holiday uh, this Monday in the United States. Take some time to decompress, folks, uh, at a minimum. Hydrate, get some sleep, try and get some exercise in. Things may get dicey in the days ahead. Uh, We all could use some rest. Um, I'll leave you with this. There's a term used in military science. It's often dropped by think tanks like RAND uh, in studies about the world in which we live. The word is persistent. Persistent conflict, persistent economic turmoil, persistent this and persistent that. Uh, Let me also remind us all of the following. Since 2019, we've been under a form of persistent conflict that was inflicted on us. We didn't ask for this, we didn't deserve it, but we're here regardless. So I'll also use another word, fatigue. Now more than ever, it's important to spend time with family and friends or even reach out to people you may not have touched base with in a while. I recently reached out to a high school friend and was quite surprised by their tone uh, and words in their response. All I'll say is it was obvious, despite their life success, they were having a really hard time. We've been under persistent fatigue, folks, and there's no shame at admitting that. So do what you need to do for some personal time off and personal recovery and help others where you can. And with that, until next week, and I yield the floor, V. Great gambit of things that you ran through. Uh, phenomenal job, man. I mean, especially that whole thing with fiber optics. That, that's something just to throw into the data mix for everybody that is uh, 
you know, uh, really tracking this stuff, especially for those who follow the money. And I agree with Cowboy, the team of Nazgul. That's awesome. For those that don't know, that is the Lord of the Rings reference. The ring rates were the Nazgul. The nine have le- have have uh, left minus Morgul. Yep. Um, yeah, the other thing I've noticed about some of these fiber optic firms that are building across the United States is, um, and I don't mean this way it's going to sound, uh, I've never heard of them. I, I don't know who the hell they are. I mean, that, it's not. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Well, yes and no. Uh, it begs the question, are these new firms that were established or are these subsidiaries of, of other firms? Now, I don't mean to say that every single fiber optic build across America is a company I've never heard of. I don't mean that. Sure. But what I'm saying is, is in a number of situations when I've, I've looked up who the company is, it's like, who, who are these guys? I've never even, I've never even heard of them. And it's, it's internet service providers. I want to be very clear about this in a number of situations, it's internet service providers who are laying their own fiber optic cable. Yeah. Let me kind of qualify what I was saying. I don't mean that AT&T or Verizon are trenching additional fiber through people's neighborhoods. It's completely new companies, which then immediately begs the question, not to necessarily go full paranoid, but it's like, okay, are you privately held? Where are you registered? Who's on your board of directors? And by the way, this is a very, very expensive thing to do. I know I was running these builds back in the 90s. They're, they're not easy there's there's legal rights of way people get a little upset about you digging up their yards um there's a lot of upfront money that has to be put in place Mm. so uh it also it also kind of opens the the door to this takeaway folks which is it didn't happen right as the the uh, events of 2019 took place but it is happening now and we've talked here on Rogue. I know others, they may not use the word balkanized. We tend to use the word balkanized here on Rogue. But other folks out there, Frank, quite frankly, and others have talked about these pockets in the United States where folks have a, have a, a fair degree of their personal liberty still protected and judges still, I wouldn't say uphold the law, but still at least follow the basics of the court system versus certain other parts of the United States that have gone just completely uh, judge dread. very well said Vals. i apologize I, you know me i have the mute button on my mic and i kept talking so i apologize no worries, bro. <laughs> Vals, you cover the gambit of it man thank you so much for being on folks uh again subscribe like comment and share uh especially when Vals is on next and if you need to get if you want to find where the the, the raven himself the the pontiff's pontiff of the tr- church of the trash panda is lurking then head over to Rogue News, and once you head over there, what's going on here? It's not letting me. Other, add to stream. Okay, there it is. Yes. Uh, just head over there and click the link right here where it says "Join the Discord." Right there, and you're in, and you could, uh, you know, welcome, welcome all of you guys. And with that, anything else you want to say, fellas? Yeah, I was going to say, and for all of you good folks over on YouTube, we brought this up on on my show about two weeks or so ago. Just just make sure you've got your your backups of other platforms, whether it's uh, Twitch or Discord or uh, Rumble or others where, where our show is hosted. We don't want to lose you folks on YouTube. Uh, and even uh, Frank, I don't know why it keeps happening to Frank. Frank, uh, as a number of you may know, Frank got kicked off Twitch, which still blows my mind. Uh, How the hell do you do that? I don't know, and he I've, never really got. I spoke I've to him about it. He never most, really got a an have, answer. 
that's I don't wild. know. I don't know that he's going to get an answer. <laughs> um, but uh, the point I'm making, folks, is uh, Frank Over. Quite frankly, who's who's a friend of the show, great guy. Uh, we've we've been on his show. He's been on ours um, a couple times. Frank will be broadcasting. He has his own, like Mike Moore does. He has his own, uh, quite frankly, TV uh, website where you can you can go. But um, I've seen him go down on Twitch. I've seen his broadcast go down on other platforms. Uh, I've even wild. seen his broadcast go down on his his uh, quite frankly TV thing where he'll be in the middle of a broadcast and folks he has he has this uh thing he does where you can like ping him while he's talking and you know folks folks will get a hold of him and say hey uh frank you just you just went dark on the following two hosting sites so no matter where you listen to us uh we don't want to lose you so so make sure you know the diversity of our sites and if in doubt 100 percent of the time uh the roguenews.com website uh there's a lot of content there matthew Eretz articles are there uh, but if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, it's it's got all of us there, uh, V and Algo and me and and Jet and everybody else, where you can listen to any of our recorded uh, prior programs. It's one of the reasons why when I do these shows, um, I've got my uh, icon there for Velus, and then I always put the date um, to kind of help help folks uh, scroll through any of the prior programs. If you're looking you're looking for so, or if I do my normal thing of well, I talked about this on X Y Z program. It's a lot easier for you to go go find that one when I do this. So anyway, Absolutely. but uh, take care of yourselves this weekend, folks. Get get some time off. Uh, turn just turn everything off. Yeah, shut it all off. Do a little get digital detox. You know, do yes. a little digital detox this weekend. Turn it all off. Um, make have some barbecue. Enjoy your friends, your family. Good conversation. Don't even talk about politics. Just do yeah, I've got uh, I've got like I think three, four graduations I got to attend this weekend. Yeah, that's what matters now. All these little things. And with that being yep. said, folks, we are at the end of the show. Harley Schlanger is next, so keep it locked right here. With that being said, we're over and out. Cheers. <laughs>